Hey you, welcome back. I am Giselle Mirasol, your wonderful host of the Cross Yas podcast, where we celebrate the joy of cross-dressing. This is the ninth episode. Can you believe it? We've made it this far. And this week, we are talking cross-dressing and gender identity. Like, who are you? For those of you who don't know who that is, that is The Who with their 1978 hit song, Who Are You? Now you're probably asking yourself, why the hell did you pick this song, Giselle? Well, because as a cross-dresser, and someone who has struggled with figuring out who and what exactly I am, this song perfectly sums up what everyone wants to know. Who the hell are you, Giselle? Lots to talk about in this episode, as gender identity does encompass a lot. It's kind of harder to believe, but depending on who you ask, gender has to do with cross-dressing in one way or another. I won't get to everything with sex, gender, and sexual orientation, but I'll try my best to talk about them all. And if I don't get to everything, I'll touch on these topics more in future episodes. This episode, we'll talk definitions. I'll kind of talk about my experiences, like I always do with regards to sex, gender, and uh, sexual orientation. And finally, I'll give my opinions on how we can better understand each other with regards to those topics. So, here we go guys, episode 9. But first, a quick commercial break. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. So let's get this out of the way. Sex and gender are not the same. Yeah, they're connected, sure, but it's incorrect to use them interchangeably. So let's define the two, shall we? Sex. Let's talk about sex. No, 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 not that, not that kind of sex that the hip hop band Salt and Pepper sang about in 1990. Shout out to all my old school hip hop fans who recognize that Salt and Pepper reference and recognize that that was Salt and Pepper. And they also understand that it was the original, not the EDM remake that Cheat Codes made a couple years back. Although that's a good song too. But I'm not talking about the type of sex that results in babies. We're talking sex as in classification of the different sexes. Like what makes you, you, not what makes babies. But we like that kind of sex too. I know I do. Maybe not the asexuals and that's okay. I'll define asexuals in a bit. But for that other type of sex, we'll leave that for another episode. But let's talk about sex. So what is sex? Well, from a science standpoint, Sex helps us to differentiate a species. It's like in humans, there's two main sexes. We refer to this as binary. No, not like binary code, like computers, but binary as in this or that, only being two. Because it's a two simple system, one or zero, wait a minute. I think think the binary thing is actually the same because you got male or female. But you know, for humans, we're not differentiated as ones or zeros. Well. Problem is, this binary system doesn't take into account the what-ifs, because humans are 
more than ones or zeros, they're also more than male and female. Like, did you know there is more than the male and female distinction in terms of differentiating sex? There's intersex, which is the combination of male and female characteristics. I don't know if you guys remember what a hermaphrodite is, but they have both body parts of a male and female. They have both ovaries and testes, producing hormones that give off male and female characteristics. There's also the chromosome thing. I don't know if you guys paid attention in biology or science class, but males and females have different sets of chromosomes. Males have the XY chromosomes, where females have the XX chromosomes. When a male and female reproduce, you know, they give off one of the chromosomes to their offspring. Males give off the X or Y, and the female gives off either the X or the other X. In like real rare occurrences, some offspring sometimes get an extra chromosome, so the child is a boy, born with two X chromosomes and a Y chromosome. And this is called Klinefelter syndrome. But see, gender, gender is different than sex because gender has multiple dimensions. It's not as simple as one might think. You got to include a bunch of stuff. You got to incorporate the sex, gender identity, and gender expression. Now, what is gender? Well, remember, gender is socially constructed. It's what we as society consider to be appropriate. And remember, it's different than sex. Gender identity, if you get back to the idea of being binary which is this or that, you typically have masculine or male and feminine or female. But if you fall outside those categories, well, you're considered non-binary or genderqueer, which actually encompasses a lot of different genders. Someone can be gender fluid, who is flexible about their gender and may even fluctuate between genders, which I guess you can fit some cross-dressers in that category. You also have agender, which is someone who doesn't have a gender or feels like they don't belong to a gender, not to be confused with asexual. And again, I'll talk about that in a little bit. And then you have transgender, which is the word everybody likes to throw around nowadays. Everyone's got to love this word. It's been like the biggest word that has so much controversy surrounding it, which I don't get why. It's just the definition. And for those who don't know what transgender means, it's basically someone who doesn't identify with the sex they're born with. So sometimes the vocab can get confusing, like a trans man is a man born as woman, but transitioned into being a man, and a trans woman is a woman born as a man, but transitioned to be a woman. For myself, I'm Giselle Mirazal. Hi again, guys. And I'm a cross-dresser. I'm not transgender because I identify as a man, and I was born a man, so since I identify with the sex I was born with, I'm considered cisgendered. Now, some people struggle, well... For those unlucky, confused people who don't know what they are yet, well, they struggle with finding out what their exact gender is, because it can be confusing. Like, yes, my name is Giselle Mirasol, and no, that's not my name on my driver's license or my birth certificate, but Giselle is the persona I take on when I cross-dress. And when I dress as Giselle, you best believe I'm going to be as feminine as possible. Because, well, I can't. Maybe not the voice as much, but that's fine. But people who see me dressed as Giselle may think I'm a woman, but I'm not. Remember, people, I only like to dress as a woman, but I still identify as a man. Again, that can be confusing for most people to understand, and trust me, it was confusing for me too. And that took years to finally understand that. But today I know I'm simply a man that likes to wear women's clothes. People usually have some gut instinct on what they are early in life. There's some inclination there's something wrong with their body, and... 
it's good to learn about yourself and finances early so you can figure out what direction to go towards and what path to take. Like, you ever hear transgendered people talk about how they feel they were born in the wrong body? Well, ding, 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 ding. That's what makes them transgendered. They don't like the way they feel as a male or female, and they usually know this really early in life. And it helps for friends, families, and whomever to support them as they understand more about themselves, their bodies, and thus their gender. Because if you don't, well, that's when problems arise. Like, lots of people still struggle with gender identity. I mean, I still do at times. Not as much as before, but I'm still learning more about myself each day and what I identify as. I mean, I don't even know how I want to be on a daily basis. I mean, some people still struggle with that. And as a crossdresser, finding identity is tough. Especially when you're first starting out. Like, there's those thoughts of, am I a guy? Like, why do I enjoy wearing clothes of the opposite sex? Do I want to do more than just dress up? Hell, do I want to live long term as a woman? Do I even like my male body parts? And am I ready for being someone I'm not sure I see yet? It's all freaking anxiety inducing and there's a clinical name for this. It's called gender dysphoria. Stress that comes with not matching sex and gender? Yeah, that's gender dysphoria. It's that dissatisfaction, restlessness, that anxiety feeling that you usually have when you don't know what the hell you are. That stress? I felt that stress starting out. Most crossdressers, when they first start out, and most transgendered people, they feel that. It used to be called gender identity disorder, and they changed it to finally get rid of this stigma that's associated with the disease, and for people to better understand it. Because it's not really a disorder, it's just stressful trying to figure out like who the hell you are. Stress sucks. You ever feel like you don't know what the hell anymore and you just want to end it? I have. I've had thoughts of suicide because at times I've felt not loved and not accepted by my peers, or even my family. Not lately though, thank goodness, but there have been times in the past where I've said, you know what, if I didn't exist, maybe life would be better. Because it's true that high states of anxiety and dissatisfaction cause an increased risk in suicide. The CDC reports that suicide is the second leading cause of death among adolescents and young adults ages 10 to 34 in the United States and the American Academy of Pediatrics found alarming levels of attempted suicide among transgendered youth, with highest rates among transgendered boys and non-binary youth. So it definitely sounds like these issues should be dealt with as early as possible. And as adults, we should support our transgendered and non-binary youth, because it sounds like they're the most affected. But we should listen to everyone, and by listening to them first, and trying to understand how our transgendered counterparts and really whomever feels like they need to commit suicide, that they're loved. If you can, help these people find resources to where they can get help. Like direct them to helpful resources like the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, aka GLAD, or websites like transequality.org, which helps to fight for transgendered rights. Honestly, the sooner kids or anyone for that matter know that they're not alone, and they're loved for whomever or whatever their gender they identify as, they're probably less likely to risk a suicide, right? I don't know. And I mean, as for myself, growing up and knowing that I like dressing up, I never thought about transitioning early in life. I just knew that I enjoyed wearing women's clothing. I never thought I was born in the wrong body. I just found a lot of appeal and even some sexual gratification wearing women's clothes. And there's terminology for that. You know, the wish to wear women's clothes to express yourself as a woman. It's called gender expression. Now, gender expression 
directly off Wikipedia, guys. Thanks, Wikipedia, for really finding all these definitions. Well, gender expression is a person's behavior, mannerisms, interest, and appearance that are associated with gender in a particular cultural context, specifically with the categories of femininity or masculinity. Ah, so this is where the cross-dressing comes in. So when I cross-dress, I wear women's clothes, but I also try to copy a woman's expressions, demeanor, gait, and all that other stuff that makes a woman so-called a woman. And that's how I express myself. At least when I dress up as Giselle, because in guy mode, uh, well, I dress in whatever clothes fit me. All to my girlfriend's disgust. Because she would prefer me to dress as a certain way, you know, to make myself more presentable as a guy. And I get it. I'm her boyfriend and I represent her. But I also get lazy sometimes, so she knows I'm trying my best. But when I'm not wearing guy clothes, I really just wear pajamas, comfortable sweats, or comfortable work clothes. Really, just women's clothes. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find me naked around the house. But don't, because I'm naked. But I like being comfortable, so shut up. But we express ourselves in many ways and many forms. For clothes, like for all you masculine men out there, the clothes you wear to express your masculinity probably include, I don't know, wife beaters, shorts, cargo pants, blue jeans, polos. I don't know, I'm not a masculine man, so I don't know, that's probably what they wear. And for all you feminine women, you probably wear your dresses, hosiery, blouses, skirts, makeup, jewelry, painted nails, even colors like, I don't know, pink or floral print. I don't know, whatever I wear. That makes me feminine, right? There's other ways we express our gender, like hair, for example. Feminine women typically have longer hair that's voluminous, voluminous, voluminous. You know, they've got their urge durable. Where men have short hair or are bald. Again, we've gone over this, but I've told you before, I don't like to wear wigs, but, you know, they make my head kind of look nice in pictures, but they get too sweaty underneath and, I don't know, ruins my makeup. But the clothes we wear, the way we present ourselves, and the mannerisms we exhibit do not necessarily mean we're attracted to the opposite sex. This is hard for people to grasp, but let me try and explain. So sexual orientation, well, that's basically what we are attracted to sexually. So the urban myth that every crossdresser wearing women's clothes is gay, well, that's not true. Again, maybe some crossdressing males are gay, but that's certainly not the case for everyone. Let me provide an orientation on sexual orientation, if I may. Sexual orientation, like I said, is another way to describe what humans are attracted to sexually. According to the Planned Parenthood website, Sexual attraction falls under five categories. You got gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, and asexual. Gay and lesbian, which is aka heterosexual relationships, gay being male to male, lesbian being female to female. You've got straight, which is heterosexual, which is, you know, male are attracted to females or females are attracted to males. And then you've got bisexual, which are male to female or males or and males, or female to males and females. And then you've got your asexual, which neither. They're the no thank you ma'am, where's the spam kind of people. But cross-dressing males can be anything really with regards to sexual orientation. But if you ask the majority of us, myself included, we're heterosexual males that just enjoy wearing women's clothes. Because probably cross-dressers who aren't heterosexual, I don't know, maybe they want to be more than just cross-dressers. I guess from some of the non-heterosexual cross-dressers that I've met, they're transgendered and want to transition to being a woman. But again, not true for all. So really, 
you just gotta ask the cross-dresser in question. Also, there's that other term called pansexual. I don't know if you remembered that in another episode where I clear up the pansexuals are not into pans. But the true definition of pansexual is different than bisexual because bisexual people, by definition alone, only limit their sexual attraction to males and or females. Whereas pansexuals aren't limited to just sex, but also have sexual attractions to different genders as well. I've said it before, I am sexually attracted to femininity. I'm not into males, but I am sexually attracted to men that dress as women. Kind of. If you recall from a previous episode in the podcast, the cross-dressing dating episode, I thought I was sexually attracted to cross-dressing men. But honestly, it was just the femininity that these cross-dressing men were exuding. And the more passable a cross-dresser was, well, the more attractive I found them. I still find them attractive, and I still enjoy looking at pictures and videos, if you know what I mean. I mean, I take pleasure from these kinds of videos. <laughs> Get it? Okay, look, I jerk off to these kinds of videos, alright? Don't judge me. Or do. Whatever. I don't care. These ladies are hot. And some of these cross-dressing ladies deserve the recognition. I'm just doing my part. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, are there people who are sexually attracted to Giselle? I mean, I've been told I'm pretty, which is great, but do some people masturbate to pictures of Giselle? Hmm, thinker. But you know what? If there do exist people who masturbate to my photos, well, I guess I gotta say, thanks. I mean, to be masturbated to is like the highest compliment, right? I mean, in photos, yeah. I mean, I, whoa, whoa, this is not an invite to those who wish to masturbate to Giselle in person. I'm not into that. Maybe other cross-dressers are, but that's not me. But to my photos and stuff, that's fine. Just, just you know, go to town. Not not to my town. Just go, go to town in the photos. Just, just leave me alone. Anywho, why is this important today? Like, why should you know what gender identity is, what sexual orientation is, and what all the other stuff about sex and whatnot? Well, because gender like it or not, is pervasive in our world for today. I mean, the big thing I wanted to talk about were gender reveal parties are actually kind of inherently wrong, kind of. It's a misnomer because you're not revealing gender, you're revealing sex. Also, it puts a lot of pressure on the kid and the mom because, you know, if that kid is born a male but turns out to be female, like, yo, you've got this kid's destiny all wrong from the start. The real name should be a sex reveal party, but nobody wants to reveal sex or call it revealing sex. You're really just revealing anatomy because the fetus doesn't know what kind of gender it is yet. But to call it a sex reveal party, it's like, the hell are you doing? A swinger party? It's weird. Also, it's kind of hard today with social media and constant bombardment from the news and all mediums. Like, in the United States, under the current Trump administration, there's been, like, tons of evidence to suggest that the confusion with gender and sex is, it's real. According to, like, a New York Times article in October 2018, the HHS, or the Health and Human Services, wanted to find uniformity when it came to gender and sex. So, their answer, they just grouped everything together. They said in a memo that all genders, according to the HHS, would be based on genitals someone is born with. And that sucks. Like, if your birth certificate classified your sex as male or female, that's it. If you got a penis, you're a male. If you got a vagina, you're female. Your gender would be damned, right? 
regardless of stance on your role of government and what the government should do to help others, I think we should get the definitions right. At least that'd be a good start, wouldn't you think? This kind of attempt to group people together, it's, I don't know, kind of whack. It also helps to understand that in this same article, they suggest there's 1.4 million American adults who have opted to be recognized as ones that don't identify with the sex they were given at birth. Living with that kind of gender dysphoria, I mean, this suggests there's probably more people than that. This kind of grouping gender and sex together probably makes more people not want to reveal the truth about who they really are. The point I'm trying to drive home here is that your sexual reproductive organs does not necessarily equal your gender. Also, the fascination of transgendered people's genitalia is fascinating. In my upcoming interview in a couple weeks with Anita Noel Green, who's a transgendered person, well, we talk about the genitalia of transgendered people and why people are so fascinated about it, which is both funny and sad. Funny because for some reason people think they have the right to ask a transgendered person whether or not they have a penis or a vagina. And it's sad because, well, their genitalia is none of their business. This is important to know because of the whole bathroom law nonsense. And where should transgender people use their restroom or where should crossdressers use the restroom? I don't know. But really, why does all of this matter in a crossdressing podcast? Well, sex, gender identity, and gender expression are all important concepts to grasp when it comes to cross-dressing. I know what kind of cross-dresser I am, but for those listening or those who have friends, family members, acquaintances, etc., who are cross-dressing but perhaps identify as a gender different than their own, well, this helps to understand them better. I hope these definitions give you an idea with all the weird jargon out there, and it helps you kind of differentiate between all the different words. I mean, I aim to make listeners of the Cross Yas podcast well-informed because, well, they're going to learn today because that's what I aim to do. Say yas to knowledge because knowledge is power. And now you're probably asking yourself, why the hell should I trust Giselle Mirasol? What the hell are her qualifications? Well, first of all, I'm hot shit. Duh. Have you seen my photos? <laughs> Kidding, of course. I'm just barely warm shit. But some more information about myself that I haven't revealed yet, well, that'll come with more episodes in the podcast. Because, well, I just like to talk about myself. If you didn't know already, here's a little recap about me. I mean, for you avid listeners of the Cross Yas podcast, you guys know this already. My name is Giselle Mirasol. Hi. I am 30 years old. 31 later this year. Ugh. I am a medical professional. More specifically, I have a master's degree in nursing. I am a family nurse practitioner, but currently not practicing as I chose the bedside nursing life. Shout out to all the bedside nurses out there. They deal with lots of shit. Literally and figuratively. Might explain why I'm so comfortable with bodily fluids. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm also comfortable knowing where to find the right information, which this day and age means, well, I know how to Google properly. I also know where to find reputable sources. I mean, I've cited my sources in here, just like I did in high school and college, because we don't play that plagiarism game here. Maybe we play with our private parts when we're looking at sexy pictures of Giselle, which again, if some of you do, maybe, thank you. And you're welcome. But that's all we play. Also, I know that I'm not a one-stop shop for all information, so for all of you guys, please don't think I know everything, even if I act like I do. But I try my best to find answers from a variety of studies and articles and be bipartisan offering both sides to an argument. 
I'm sounding real fancy, you guys, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's like I'm back in school. Ugh, gross. But really, I don't recommend using just one source for all the so-called facts. Smart people or well-informed people rather are able to gather a ton of evidence from a variety of sources. And then from that, they make informed decisions for themselves. The trouble today, I think, is like people are just so quick to form an opinion without gathering all the facts. So I'll try my best to tell you guys what I know and what evidence I've gathered. But seek the answers you need elsewhere if I didn't have them. Because I know it may seem like I know everything, but unfortunately, I do not. And that's it for this week, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Cross Yath podcast. Hope you guys learned a lot this week. We learned a ton about sex, gender, and sexual orientation. I would like to thank you all for listening. I hope you guys stay tuned for the next episode. I will have our friend Daisy, who's a big fan of the podcast. She's a cross-dresser and should be my second guest on this podcast. Again, we are on social media. We are on at CrossYass on Twitter and at CrossYass Podcast on Instagram. I hope you guys follow, subscribe, like, share this podcast with all your cross-dressing friends or whomever. We'll also have Anita Noel Green in a new episode for another interview in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. And until next time, guys, as always, keep it fresh, remain blessed, and remember your gorgeous. Again, guys, I am not here to diagnose or treat anything, but I'm here to offer my story. I hope that in turn you learn more about me, learn more about yourself, and about the world of cross-dressing.